Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 240 of the Tudor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people. As always, I'll be sharing ideas and insights I've had, borrowed, stolen during the 23 years I've been in business, and from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education. And I'll do it in a no-nonsense, no-BS way. So, let's crack on with today's show. Now, today, something that comes up regularly in my work as a guitar teacher is the subject of creativity. I'm constantly flabbergasted by how many students think they're not creative. It really is just everywhere. They say the daftest stuff. They say, I'm not creative. Or I could never improvise. I wouldn't know how to begin. I couldn't possibly do that. They might tell me they need inspiration. They don't have any. They say they don't come from a creative family. And on and on and on they go. But over the years, and certainly observing the human condition, I've come to the conclusion that every single one of us is creative to a greater or lesser extent. So in the same way that everybody has muscles, it's just the degree of development of those muscles or the ability to create that is in question. Creativity is a, really a skill. It's not a, an innate ability that you either have or you don't have. It's something that you either neglect or nurture. And societally, this is kind of interesting. As a teacher, it's really good to, to understand that everybody's born creative. But due to this social milieu in which we find ourselves, we're encouraged to allow that spark to die down so that we'll fit into a very narrow definition of intelligence or what's acceptable. If you think that's nonsense, just look around and look at any kid. Show me a child who can't imagine things. Show me a kid who can't make up stories. Show me a kid who doesn't sing to themselves. A kid who invents a dance or draws or paints, makes things with Lego, clay or just old junk. Everybody is creative and that spark never goes out completely. Even with my older students in their 60s and 70s, there's still a longing to play, to write, to compose, improvise and create something new and unique to themselves. And ultimately, they're creating themselves. It's a drive within just about every human. It's inborn and it's indestructible and it seeks expression. And my job as a guitar teacher and your job as a tutor is to egg them on. Give them a safe place to mess around in. Don't judge it. Allow it to happen. I'm always 
telling my students that they'll never make as many mistakes as I do in that teaching room. And it is true, because that's where your learning comes from. You don't learn much from what you already know and you've proved to work. That's, that's a done deal. It's when things don't work. It's when you make errors, when you try stuff out. That's when you create something new. So suspend judgment on yourself of that process and suspend judgment of the students whilst they're in that process. Simply observe and comment on the method or the techniques used. That means give them the tools they need. Demonstrate the idea or the principle, the technique. Lead them to master the technique and then encourage them to disrupt it to produce a different result than they had originally, creating something new from something old. And generally, just fan that creative spark back into life. If you can, throw some petrol on it. It's in everybody. Your job and my job is to bring it out. And to do that, I think you just require a few simple abilities. Make them curious. Get them to ask the right questions of themselves. A few of my favourites are open-ended ones. Get them to ask, what if? For me, that might be, what if I switch or toggle a chord from a major chord to a minor chord? What if I suspend the third? What if I make it a dominant seventh? What if I flatten it? And just to experiment with the outcome from those curious experimentations. Get them to ask, how do I do that? And then, how else could I do that? The great question, and then what? Because I'm working in music, I like the question of, what might that sound like? And then what? And ask that question again, and again, and again. And then what? And then what? And in addition to those questions, they, they really want to develop the belief that it's possible for them. I don't really need them to say, I can do this right now. I really just need them to say, it's possible. To help them to get there, I'll engender the willingness to fail in them. Generally, I just encourage them to do it really badly at first. Then, over time, a little less badly. The second time around, the third, the fourth time, they'll just get less bad at it. This works really well with the older guys who simply can't take a compliment. And years ago, I discovered that they wouldn't take any kind of positive feedback. Really strange. I wouldn't say, wow, that was a lot better. And they'd simply batter it away with some, yeah, but, kind of statement. What I now say is, you can have this two ways. You can have it as, that's better, or that was way less bad. And it's a pretty much universal thing that they'll say, I like the less bad. Saying the same thing, it's just a different form of words. So get them to do it badly at first. Get them to make it really shoddy to begin with. Make it clunky, lumpy cringy, I don't really care, just let them do it really badly at first and make them less bad over time. 
And that means reiteration. Doing things over and over and over again. Give them something that's a robust system that they can then disrupt. Try things repeatedly and understand that anything new will be awful in the early stages. And give them the ability to cope with being awful to begin with. Give them that little tiny nugget of courage that goes such a long way. Because when they're trying, it doesn't work out. You need to get them to catch themselves doing it a tiny bit right. Because I'm teaching a musical instrument, I really need to give them just enough technique and understanding to use the instrument reasonably comfortably. So that the, the physical aspects of play don't really let them down when it comes to trying to do something new. Don't go overboard on technique. But I know that if they don't have that, they won't have the bandwidth to try anything new. Everything will be on the knife edge. And then, ultimately, give them the willingness to be different. Different to the people around them. And more importantly, different to the person they believe themselves to be. How many students have I had over the years who tell me they're not musical? They're rubbish at guitar. They're not creative. Oh my, it's just everywhere. Let them move away from who they used to be because that's your job as a teacher. If they stay the same at the end of a lesson as they were when they walked in, you haven't done your job. One thing I learned at university and from speaking with teachers and lecturers very recently is that there's no place for creativity in a great deal of the mainstream education system. Because that's all about passing exams. It's about compliance and conformity. There is no space there. There's no bandwidth for the little mavericks and oddballs who ask awkward questions and develop different viewpoints from what's conventionally taught. When I was doing my degree, I developed some theories about music that I was basically told... We don't do that at this level. This is a taught degree. You're not really supposed to think for yourself at degree level. And that blew me away. I thought the whole point of going to university was to be encouraged to think and create, not being told to shut up and do what you're taught. So for people like me and the oddballs who you'll be teaching, the system isn't built to accommodate us. Creativity is often dismissed as daydreaming. It's a waste of time or of no value academically. Now, that depends on what you consider valuable academically. Because I reckon that all progress depends upon the imagination and that creative drive. Without it, we wouldn't have so much of what we consider to be valuable. The internet. Movies, mobile phones, email, cars, electric guitars, or a recording studio on your laptop. Even mundane things. Agriculture. Money. Houses. People imagine these things before they were built. Imagination. Created those ideas. And the body built them. However technical or engineering base they appear to be, the creative spark had to think of them first.
long before the scientists, the techies and designers started making the actual thing. And we as tutors, my friends, are constantly trying to keep the spark alive, to bring it back, to encourage it to shine a little bit, then a little bit more. What's been made to die down, we must bring back to life. It's on us. I've never had a student or parent take issue with me about encouraging them to make stuff up, create a guitar solo or a bass line, write lyrics or jam with other musos or backing tracks. For most of them, when they try it and it works, it's a revelation. A sudden, blinding realisation that it can be done. Where have they been hiding that talent all these years? I've had that experience so many times. It's absolutely beautiful. What about you? Do you have this feeling of resonance with what I've just said and your attitude to creativity? Do you teach creativity? Do you shy away from it? Whatever, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. It's info at neilcanwido.com or hit me up on Twitter where I am at Tudor Podcast. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. I'm here to learn as well as share what I've learned so far. So I'll be back next week with more ideas and tips to help you to start growing and love your tutoring business just like I do. And in the meantime, please like and subscribe to the Tutor Podcast. Maybe even leave us a review. And as always, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help so you can stay useful. Until next time, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 